Welcome to Modern Day Economics, where we try to make real estate simple. We talk about everything real estate related for new investors and investors that are also more advanced in their real estate journey. We hold this discussion to help people consider topics that you might not consider typically. Um, and it's also a space where you can maybe share ideas, learn different things, and revisit topics that you might have already thought about in the past. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about financing your real estate investments. How do you get the financing needed to acquire these types of properties? And we're going to focus more so on the beginning of your journey, right? So first three, four properties, how does that work, right? Even for your first property, how, how do you go about getting a loan? What types of loans are out there? And available are conventional mortgages something that you can do are they not something you can do is this something that's recommended is this something that's not well let's talk about it a little bit so conventional mortgages are your standard mortgage that you can use and most people use to buy a house that they reside in there are conventional mortgages as well for investment property and the advantage of these types of loans is that they typically have long terms and amortizations and they're fully amortizing which means the term and amortization is the same right and that's a big difference for example from commercial loans on commercial real estate five units and above where typically you have a shorter term and a longer amortization what is the disadvantage of that well very simply put is that your loan renews at some point now this can have two implications Number one, at the renewal point, depending on what type of loan you have, your interest rate could go up if rates in the market have gone up. So that could adjust. And number two, if your property has any issues and it's not cash flowing properly, or it's not meeting the agreed upon metrics that you had with your financial institution, they might not renew your loan and you might have to pay up everything that is due and if you're not in a position to do so and you don't have the ability to refinance elsewhere that could put you in a big problem so something to think about is that conventional loans don't necessarily have that degree of additional risk there is always going to be risk with any investment and with any type of lending um, or borrowing in this case but with conventional mortgages you at least have the ability of fixing a longer term on the loan, right? You can fix 30 years on a loan, which is not necessarily something that's common in the commercial real estate lending world. So that's one advantage of that. So your first property that you're looking at buying, consider if you want to have those terms, which are more advantageous, also typically having a lower interest rate is one of the advantages that you'll see. You can do that for anything under four units, under one property, one property of four units or less. So think a fourplex, triplex, duplex, or single family, right? Those all typically qualify for a conventional loan, right? Now, within the conventional loan space, there's different types. There's different down payments. There's your standard 20% down, right? Um, so on some investment property loans, some lenders require 25%, right? Some 20%, I believe, 
if you decide to live in the loan for a period of a year, in some cases, you get much more advantageous terms in, in the case of how much down payment to putting down. So you don't necessarily have to do 20%. You can maybe do 10%. Or you, some out there do what's called an FHA loan, where they put as low as 3.5% down as a down payment. Now, FHA loans can be more complicated because there's additional inspections that need to be done, of course. And when you think about it, a lot of older homes or properties were built up to the standards of the times when they were built, as it makes sense. And standards may have changed over the years or the decades, depending on how old it is, and that may cause some headaches and some issues there. But just know that that is a possibility, right? That that, that is out there. And you can theoretically on paper, if you qualify for the loan, get an FHA loan and finance a fourplex. Now, we don't make any recommendations on this podcast on what you actually do. We're just trying to put the information out there and you judge for yourself what you think is best for you in your particular situation. But these are different ways where investment property can be financed if you live in it for a certain period of time. And then maybe you decide to buy another property and live in that one for a certain period of time and rent out the first one. That's one way you can do it, right? Now, think. let's talk a little bit more about putting low down payments on properties. It is very easy, quote unquote, and of course, I want to be cautious of using the word easy because easy is not necessarily always the case, but it's much easier, let's put it that way, to get into a property than to get out of a property. And if you don't have much skin in the game, if you have not put a very big down payment, even if the market remains the same, right, you may run into a situation where you actually have to bring money to the table to get out of a real estate deal, right? What do I mean by this? You could, it could cost you up to 10%, depending on the situation, of course, and every deal is different. It could cost you up to 10% to get out of a property in some cases, right? There might be taxes you have to pay. There might be realtor fees, et cetera. So think about that. If it could cost you up to 10% in some cases and you don't have 10% in the deal and you only have 3.5%, well, you might run into some trouble if you're trying to get out of a deal. So think of those kinds of things before you take on too much risk. That could be one of your risk mitigating tactics. Put a higher down payment and then you'll also have a lower loan payment over the period of the loan, which will help your cash flow. Right. It's kind of a lever there between leverage and cash flow. The more loan you have, the lower all other things equal, the lower your cash flow will be. And of course, if your debt is completely paid off, the higher cash flow will be. But then you weren't able to take advantage of leverage to get a higher return on investment. So those are a few different ways you can go about financing different properties. Hope this was helpful. Definitely check us out at moderndayeconomics.com and check out our free ebook. We do have ebooks that we sell on Amazon, but we're actually offering one for free right now. It talks a little more about networking because we think it's very important 
that you get your networking skills on point to network with other investors, especially if you're just starting out and see what they are doing and what's worked for them. Because at the end of the day, this is not about reinventing the wheel. This is not about finding out some new crazy strategy. It's find people that have done this for 20, 30 years. See what they're doing. See what's worked for them. See what they would do in this current market and your current position. And you can learn a little bit more about that just by going to moderndayeconomics.com and checking out our free ebook. Thank you for listening.